Now let's continue on, brethren. Let's come to Acts, the 20th chapter. We're going to look at a very difficult section of Scripture to try and figure out the correct time setting. But while you're turning there, one last question is, what do you think of the Ethiopian Bible with 84 books? Well, I don't read Ethiopian, but I wouldn't trust it with 84 books. They probably have all of their own writings in there as well. See. Now, Acts the 20th chapter. Now, let's look at this and let's see what we actually have. Okay, let's start in verse 1. And when the tumult was over, that was in Ephesus, Paul called his disciples to him and embraced them. Then he left to go to Macedonia. Okay. Now, if you get a Bible map, you have Ephesus here. Then you've got to go quite a ways before you get to Troas so you can go to Macedonia. Okay. Or you have to go from Ephesus down to the port of Ephesus, which they had at that time, and you could sail across from there to Macedonia. Okay? So Paul went alone. Okay? Now, who's writing this? Luke. Because it's not Paul where he says, and I went to Macedonia. Okay? Okay? So let's keep that in mind. And after passing through those parts and exhorting them with much speaking, he came to Greece, came back down south, and that's down there to Corinth and Athens and so forth. Now, after he had been there three months, he was going to sail to Syria. Now, that is from Greece, straight across over to Syria. But when he learned that the Jews were lying in wait for him, he decided to return through Macedonia, come from the south, go up north, and go across and go to Troas, which is up where the Dardanelles, down a little further to the Black Sea. Now, Listen carefully. And these accompanied him from as far as Asia. So Potter, a Berean of Thessalonia, Aristocharus, and Sucundus, and Derby, and Gaius, and Timothy of Asia, and Tychicus, and Trophenius. Okay. These went out ahead and waited for us. Okay? So, what do we have here so far? We have three distinct traveling, how shall we say, understanding. We have us, who is Luke. Okay? We have Paul, who was alone. Then 
We have the us again in verse 6, but we. Now, first person's plural. But we sailed from Philippi, and Philippi's over in Macedonia, after the days of unleavened bread. Okay? Now mark that. After the days of unleavened bread. And in five days, so that's a total of 12, we came to them in Troas, where we stayed for seven. So you've got 19 days here. Okay? Now, verse 7 becomes the problem. We'll find out. Now, when the first day of the weeks, okay, now on the first day of the weeks, what is that? What is the first day of the weeks? If you got a King James, it says the first day of the week, but that's a wrong translation. What does first day of the weeks mean? And it's plural in the Greek. Wave sheaf offering, that's correct. But how the, how can that be 19 days after? Huh? How can that be? Okay. So how do we figure this? All right. We'll figure it in just a little bit. Okay. But remember, you have Paul who traveled alone. He had... Some people then go with him. He was going to go to Syria from Greece. But then he went up to Macedonia, and then he had those those five up in verse 4 with him, and they stayed in Troas to wait for Luke's party to come and join them. So they didn't leave until after the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the wave sheaf offering is on what day? During Unleavened Bread? It's on the first day of the week, right? Okay. So if they left after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and they they came, as as it says there, and in five days, then they, they stayed seven, okay? They're 12 days after the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Plus, how many days before that? The wave sheaf offering day, right? You come up here to verse 4, okay? These are the ones who accompanied Paul. How far did they go? It says as far as Asia, that is, to Troas. And they stayed there, and they waited for Luke's group to come. So, now you have three groups of people. Paul alone, then Paul for a little while with these other men that went with him, but they stayed there to wait for Luke. So, when we come to verse 7, here we find Paul alone. No one is with him. Okay? So let's see 
What happened? Okay. Let's see what happened because Paul was there, as we will see, quite a while. All right? On the first day of the weeks, and that's what it is in the Greek, okay, when the disciples had assembled to break bread, Paul preached to them, and because he was going to leave in the morning, he continued speaking until midnight. And there were many lamps in the upper room where they were assembled, and there sat in a window a certain youth named Eutychus, who was overpowered by deep sleep after Paul had been speaking for a long time. Okay? And he fell down from the third story and was taken up for dead. But Paul went down and laid himself on him, embraced him, and said, Do not be anxious, for his life is in him. And after he got up again, he had broken bread and eaten and talked for a long time, even until daybreak, and thus he departed. Okay. And they brought up the boy alive and were greatly comforted. Then we, who's we? The group up here. That after the seven days and after the five days and after unleavened bread, we went on ahead to the ship and sailed to Assos, there intending to take in Paul. And Paul was alone. Okay? For he had so appointed, since he himself was going on foot. Okay? And after, he met with us at Assos. Now, what do we have here? They're on a ship. You have the first group that came over with Paul, but they stayed in Troas, waiting for the second group with Luke to come after the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay? Then, Paul, when he left that group in Troas, he had to take the ship down to Assos and go over to where the brethren were. Okay? And so Paul was there beginning, what? With the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay? And so his staying there was taken up by travel and taken up by staying there with the brethren where he was speaking. Okay? So, the way that we understand it is this. Luke was the one who was doing the writing. So, we have to ask the question, did he really mean the first day of the weeks? Or was this just the first day of the week? Okay? Well, 
Let's come back to Luke 23, the very last part right before Luke 24. Okay? And we can begin to unravel it. Now, if you want, and I think you should, okay, let's get there to Luke 23. All right? Very last part where, where it starts just above Luke 24, okay? Now hold your place here. Put a marker there so you can come back, okay? And let's come to page 1280 in the appendix. Page 1280. Now why is this important? Okay, because this will help us define the day. It's the three days and three nights of Jesus in the tomb and the resurrection after three days and three nights. So you see that? Okay. Now then, here's what we have. Jesus was crucified when? On a Wednesday, middle of the week, right? Okay. Now, what does this chart show very clearly? Shows three days, see the three dark spots? Three nights and three days. Now, you have to put some other scriptures together to understand about when Jesus died. When did Jesus die? What does it say? The sixth hour he died. Third hour he was crucified. So he was on the cross for six hours. Okay. Then, at the time, okay, he died the sixth hour, and then what happened? Joseph of Arimathea went and asked for the body. Okay, He died. He was dead. Joseph was to take him down off the cross, which he did, and Nicodemus helped him. Okay, So Jesus said, what? The only sign I'm going to give you is the sign of Jonah. Okay. Now, two things concerning the third day. Jesus also said that the Son of Man is going to be crucified, but he will rise the third day. Okay? Now, what do we have? Okay? We've got one, two, three days, right? We have it right here. But, He was to be dead for three days and three nights. So after three days, bang, at the end of it, he was raised from the dead. But he was still in the tomb. Because he had to be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. So you have 
three days and three nights running parallel. One, he died, and then came three days and three nights, okay, to where it's three in the afternoon, and that's when he was resurrected from the dead. But he had to stay in the tomb three days and three nights, which then runs from sunset to sunset. Okay? Now, what all Jesus did when he was there in the tomb, we don't know. He was probably praying to God, thanking God, and so forth. And we know that in the morning, when Peter and John went in there, they saw the linen where he was all wrapped up. It was still there. And over separately was the napkin that covered his face folded. Now, what does that tell you? Now, all of you women who have to do laundry, wouldn't you love it if all the clothes would fold themselves? <laughs> okay, of course not. So Jesus had to have been alive and taken off the handkerchief that was on his face and folded it up and set it separately. Okay? Then, as soon as the sun was going down, Jesus must have left the tomb. He had to be there three days and three nights. Okay? So he died at 3 o'clock. Joseph of Arimathea got the body. Nicodemus came, and they wrapped him, according to the custom of the Jews, and then they put him in the tomb right as it was the, the day was ending. Okay? And then they rolled the big stone in front of it. Okay? So that started the three days and three nights that he would be dead, going back to when he died on the cross. And it started the three days and three nights that he would be within the heart of the earth, running parallel and overlapping. Do you understand that? Okay. Now, when we come to the book of Luke, let's see something. Okay. Now that you have it, okay, and you can go back and look at it again. All right? Now let's read it, beginning in verse 51 of chapter 23. This is Joseph, who did not consent with the council and their deed, from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was also himself waiting for the kingdom of God. And after going to Pilate, okay, begged the body of Jesus, and after taking it down, he wrapped it in linen and placed it in a tomb hewn out of stone in which no one had ever been laid. Now it was a preparation day and a Sabbath was coming on. What was that? 
the preparation day for the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread was the Passover day. Okay? Now, verse 54. Now, it was a preparation day and a Sabbath. There's no definite article there in the Greek, and I'll show this in my letter next month. Okay? A Sabbath was coming on. Is not the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread called a Sabbath? The first day you shall have a Sabbath, and the seventh day you shall have a Sabbath. Not the Sabbath. Okay? So this definitely in the Greek shows that it was a Sabbath was coming on. And the women also who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Okay? Now then, the first holy day Sabbath was coming on. Okay? Verse 56. And they returned to the city and prepared spices and ointment. Okay? Now here's where the confusion comes. They didn't do them on the Sabbath. Okay? But in the week that Jesus was crucified, what do we have? Thursday is a Sabbath. Wednesday, the Passover, is a preparation for Thursday Sabbath. Then we have Friday, which is a preparation day for the weekly Sabbath, right? Okay? So, let's read it. And they returned to the city and prepared spices and ointment, then rested on the Sabbath, a different day. Which shows that they did the spices on Friday. So you've got Sabbath, then the Sabbath. Okay? All right? You all see that? According to the commandment. Now, chapter 24. Now, on the first day of the weeks. Now, in Greek, this is mia, tone, sabaton. Mia means first, and tone is the plural, the, for the plural, Sabbath. Okay? The first day of the weeks, plural, or first day of the Sabbaths, plural. What is that? That's the wave sheaf offering day, right? Because it says on the first day of the week. Okay? But it's the first day of the weeks. All right? Now, who wrote this? Luke did. Okay? Now, question. Have you ever heard of a Sunday called the Sabbath? 
No, and it's not calling it the Sabbath. It's the first day of the weeks or the Sabbaths. That means it was the first day of counting toward what? Pentecost. Okay? So, first day of the week was not the resurrection like the world believes. First day of the week is when Jesus did what? Ascended to the Father. Right? Okay? Now we find in Mark, Luke, and John, the same writing, the same word, tone, sabaton, for the day. All right? Let's come to John, the 20th chapter. John 20, verse 1. Now, on the first day of the weeks, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb, okay? And she saw the stone and so forth, all right? Let's come down to verse 11. And Mary stood outside. Peter and John came and left. And Mary stood outside of the the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white who were sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, and the body of Jesus, where the body of Jesus had been laid. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said, because they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. And after saying these things, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Thinking he was the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him off, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Okay? Now, this verse also shows us something else. As a spirit being, you can change what you look like so no one will recognize you. Did he do this to the two who were walking to Arimathea? Huh? The village? Okay, not Arimathea, but Amos. Okay. Yes. And Jesus talked with them, and they didn't know it. And they didn't know that it was Jesus till after they were sitting down and ready to eat. And he broke the bread and gave it to them after he had given thanks. And then what did he do? Bang. He disappeared. They couldn't find him. Okay. See? So a spirit being is able to do that. So, Jesus said to her, Mary, and turning around, she saw him. Now he made himself appear like Jesus again. And she said, Rabboni, that is to say, teacher. Now notice what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended. Doesn't say not yet resurrected, right? 
Because when did he have to be resurrected? At the end of three days and three nights. Right at the same time in the late afternoon. Right? On the regular Sabbath. After he had been crucified on a Wednesday. Okay? Then he had to stay in there until the day ended because he said he would be in the tomb three days and three nights. But he wasn't put into the tomb until when? Just before sundown. So he had to stay in the tomb from the time he was resurrected at about 3 p.m. until there was sunset about 6 p.m. Then he could leave. Now, where do you suppose he went? He probably went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Okay? Probably prayed all night, rehearsing everything and thanking God, thanking him that he was faithful, thanking him that he resurrected him from the dead, grateful that he was able to get through the crucifixion and able to live a perfect life and become the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. That was a fantastic time between God the Father and Jesus Christ. See? Same way with the day of ascension. There's no place in the Bible that tells us to celebrate the day of ascension. Why? Because that was a special day between God the Father and Jesus Christ on that day until he was accepted. Okay? So here Mary saw him before he had ascended. So he said to her, verse 17, Do not touch me because I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and tell them that I am ascending to my father and your father and my God and your God. Okay, so Mary Magdalene went and did it. Then he ascended to the to the father came back, walked with the two disciples to Emmaus, okay? Then came, okay? And suddenly appeared in the midst of where the disciples were, okay? Now, Jesus had to be accepted on the wave sheaf offering day, which was the first day during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, correct? Yes. Now, let's come back to Acts 20. So, where did Paul go after he left those who accompanied him to Troas? He had to go down And this was way before the Feast of Unleavened Bread because the first day of the unleavens, okay, or the first day of the weeks, it's both together, they're called each of that, has to be on a Sunday during Unleavened Bread. Okay? So, Paul gets there with his group and leaves them. Then he immediately goes and he goes down to where the disciples were. 
Okay. Now, this event in verse 7 took place on the first day of the weeks. So Paul went separately and went down there and was down there for this. Okay. Then he left and went to Assos, and how long he waited there for the rest of them to come, we're not told. See? So, Paul had to leave his group, which we saw, go down to where the disciples were, and he was with them there before the Days of Unleavened Bread, probably, and starting into the Days of Unleavened Bread. So they had to have the Passover there because you have the first day of the weeks, which is the Ascension Day, which can only be after the Passover and can only be on the first day of the week. So you have to understand that there were three groups, Paul and his group, and then his group left. So that left Paul alone. Then we have Luke and his group, who stayed back in Philippi, and they they stayed there until after the days of unleavened bread. Okay? So then they came to Troas, and they stayed there five days. And then both groups, the group that Paul left there and the group that was with Luke, got together and got on a ship and came down to Assos where Paul met them. Okay? And that's the only way that you can straighten out the chronology there. Otherwise, you have the first day of the weeks, what? Over 20 days after the wave sheaf offering day. See? So there's only one day that can be called the first day of the weeks. And it's written here by Luke. And it's written in the exact same language that you find in Luke 24. Okay. Now, I know that's complicated to figure. But if you separate out the three parties, okay, then you can put it together. And when you understand that Paul left his group and went alone and got down to where he was, it doesn't tell us where he was. Okay? But the only thing we know, that it wasn't too far from Assos, it was a, a day's walk. Okay? How long he had to stay at Assos to wait for them to come from Troas when the other troops, the other two groups got together, we don't know. But we find, verse 11, then we went on ahead to the ship and sailed to Assos, there intending to take in Paul, for he had so appointed since he himself was going on foot. Okay? So Paul was alone. Okay. And after he met with us in Assos, 
we took him in and we came to Miletane. Okay? So that is a complicated thing to understand. I hope you understand it. Okay? That's one of those things you have to think upon and put all the pieces together. And the only way you can decipher that is that you know when the first day of the weeks occurs. Okay? And it can't be approximately 20 days after. No, 20 days after the Passover. All right, so it's about time to uh, end it. So I'll leave you uh, scratching your head, and hopefully your brain will recover. Okay? And uh, so we'll see you next week, and we'll see what next week brings us. Okay. So till then, see you later.